0: This week on Invasion, the podcast, wonder no more what's number one at the box office.
1: We take a trip back to Camp Crystal Lake to talk about Friday the 13th, the game and the
0: film series. And does Steve have Jason kill skills? We bring you this special radio television broadcast in order to give you the very latest information on an amazing phenomenon, the arrival of a spaceship. Just a minute. Ladies and gentlemen, I think something is happening. Flying saucers have invaded our planet. People of room, attention! It's the invasion of the world. podcast. The whole world is under attack. Can it survive? And welcome back to Invasion of the Podcast, uh, where we're trying to take over the world one listener at a time. Uh, we, we've had a, a bit of a, a, a spring slash summer, a uh, couple weeks off there. It's good to be back. I am joined with friend of show, Steve King. Hello, everybody. And we're going to be talking about some Friday the 13th, so hopefully you guys are in the mood for that, because I feel like it's turning summer. Uh, it's like summer camp season. Everyone's
1: um, playing the game. I mean, come on.
0: Yeah, and that's and I'll talk about my, uh, my trials and tribulations with Friday the 13th, the game, <laughs> which I think should be nominated for funniest game of the year. So we'll talk about that more here in a second. So uh, just real quick, I want to get some business out of the way here at the very top of the show. I need I need to issue a personal apology to um, everybody last episode because Joe and I were talking about the Star Trek uh, Discovery series that's coming to CBS uh, direct or whatever they call that CBS CBS you pay more out uh, whatever they call the, the streaming service we thought it was a Kelvin Universe TV series meaning in the line in the line of the, the the current movies it is a prime TV series meaning it goes in line with the original Star Trek and Next Generation and like the, that trek.
1: Wait, I did not know this. Why and it's
0: it's true? Like I so a uh, friend of the show who's a big Star Trek fan. Uh, Jake, I, I do personally apologize to you. Um, next time we meet, please don't shank me because I <laughs> I completely screw that up. Because I'm a Star Trek fan, not not as much as he is, but I honestly thought it was. Um, a Kelvin universe show because of the number of lens flares, the look of the show. It, just, it felt like CBS was going to put their money on this new universe, but they're, bringing, they're making this a Prime a prime series, which, I mean, good on them, but it doesn't look like one, which I'm not saying it has to have a specific look, but you could have fooled me, you know? Right, and, yeah, yeah, I so, got the same thing. I so didn't know that. So we had like a 20-minute conversation about how we would prefer a Prime series and as a Prime series, so... You well, you know, got
1: your wish. You're yeah, 20 so, minutes.
0: Yeah, so I was right. You're welcome. No, uh, I just want to apologize because I feel like I lost a lot of street cred, a lot of Star Trek street cred, space cred. I don't know. I lost. So um, whenever I'm really wrong, I want to admit it. Uh, I have been wrong many times before, but that's probably the biggest thing I can think on that I've just swung and missed. And so, yeah, my apologies for that. Um, also I also just want to mention too, just for sake of uh, of ridiculousness, um, we we went to Mary and I went to the the, the, the Cedarly Theater. Um, last week they're having a free screening of a movie to introduce their second half of the year, late shift films that they have in partnership with melt bar and grilled. Um, and there's some good stuff coming in there. Like I know they're going to be showing, um, serenity. Uh, I forget what else they had off top of my head. I know big Lebowski's always in December. Like there's some good movies they're going to be showing, but they showed the free movie and it was Jim Cotta. And we've had some discussions about Jim Cotta recently on the show. I was good seeing that four months ago. I didn't need to see it again in a theater that I feel uncomfortable leaving because I don't want to be that guy getting up and leaving a free movie to watch. You know, because I don't want to watch goddamn Jim Kata again. I uh,
1: feel like the only way to see Jim Kata is in a theater. You really, really need that big screen for all that hot action.
0: Yeah, um, I you know because I wasn't drinking this time watching it. Uh, there was a lot of lot more ridiculous stuff that I missed the first time watching it with everybody over here, and um, so I appreciate it. I think it would have been one of those things. Had it been like a good year or so between viewings, I probably would have appreciated it more. But just it was almost like it was almost like I would have told you like, "Hey, Steve, I had a dream last night. I was watching Jim Cotta in the theater." You'd be, like, <laughs> you'd be like, "Oh, you must like that movie a lot." I'd be like, "No, you know," but. But it was free, so whatever. You can't really be upset about it.
1: Now you mentioned the uh, the late shift, and uh, I'm I'm wondering because I know they do it every year. Are they going to be doing the 12 year or the 12 years? The 12 the, years of terror. yes. Yeah, the 12 hours of terror again. They, this year? they are.
0: Um, they have announced the lineup for that. Uh, I would have to find out. I know Motel Hell is one of them um there's a couple other other movies uh so yeah they've announced their lineup for that other than their secret showing that they have there
1: i feel like this year might be the year that i try to go for it yeah so i feel like i'm too old to stay up all night watching horror movies but i'm not getting any younger so if i'm gonna make a go for it i might as well do it now yeah
0: i I will i will look this up in real time as we're talking about it so um i went to the one two years ago uh i didn't go i didn't make it to this past years which is you know that's a bummer because it's a it's it's a lot of fun it is a challenge uh, just because it is going from like, like eight to eight, you know, and it's it's one of those things where, after a while, I just get up and walk around because I just need I just need to stay awake as opposed to being like, uh, okay, let's see what we got here. We got um, this is for that's 2012. That so that was five years ago. Never mind.
1: Uh, <laughs> well, maybe they don't have it posted yet. I thought did they, they have did. flyers or something.
0: They they may have, um, and that is that is not the same year again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, I should have um, brought it up. No, it's OK. I, I should have. I probably should have looked it up, uh, you know, whatever. But um, I thought typing in 2017 would be the way to do it. But I guess I'm wrong. They did announce it. I know Motel Hell is one of them. There's oh, something else, too, in there that's bugging me because I remember seeing it. I'm like, oh, yeah, that. Like so, there's there's some familiar movies in there too, and then some more um, like deeper cuts because I know they kind of mix that together. Because uh, I know like when I went the one year, that's when I saw Madman, and I've talked to Steve about that that epic movie. Uh, and they also show like the Descent, so they try to mix it and Pumpkinhead, which I never see Pumpkinhead before until I saw it in the theater. Really? Yeah, that's what I don't know. That was just one that never like my mom. My horror love comes from my mother. She would go rent the like the ugliest boxes. I'm, she'd say this coolest looking boxes for these movies, right? And like the VHSs. And for some reason, Pumpkinhead, I just think she thought the name was stupid, and we just never watched it. Okay. Turns out that first movie is actually really good. Yeah, it's a it's yeah. a strong film. Yeah. So, um, once we figure out what the Twelve Hours Terror, are, we'll, we'll post about it. But you know, if you want to find out Twelve Hours Terror twenty twenty twelve, that that's online available. You can look that up if you want to. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're still doing that. I, I really wish they'd go back and do their Twelve Hours of Terrible. I, I did go to the one time they did that and it was so much fun, but they didn't have many people in the theater for that. And I just, I could appreciate 12 hours of bad movies and then just the sheer anger going into the end of it. Cause all you want these bad movies to stop, but they're not stopping. So, um, but they'd probably show Jim Cotta again and I'd be even more angry about that. So, um, yeah. It's 12 hours of Jim Cotta. <laughs> <12 hours>. Yeah. <laughs> that's all it is, is Jim Cotta on a loop. Oh, no. I don't want to, I don't want to even think about that. So let's, let's just get to some news. Good news, everyone. The good news is, Jim Cota is not going to be shown uh, anytime soon, uh, unless you ask for it. I'll play it here. It's fine. Um, so, Wonder Woman—that's some good news.
1: Yeah, yeah. Saw it this weekend.
0: Yeah, I did too. Um, you know, you guys know me. I'm always making the jokes that saying uh, DC stands for doesn't count. And I always have my frustrations with the DC Cinematic Universe. Um, but, you know, I'll be the first person to admit it. I loved Wonder Woman. It was a really, really, really good movie.
1: Yeah, I, I loved it too. And the first thing that I thought about it, and I realized that this is also kind of a slam at DC. But Wonder Woman is the movie that I wanted with Man of Steel.
0: Yeah, I you know you're right. Like it's it, she is the the outsider with the 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 black and white sense of justice and good and she can't just let the small the small not not small injustices because she walks by like, you know, children starving. That's not small, but like she didn't want to go by people needing her immediate help just for something else, you know? And right. that's that's a very Superman thing to do. Like, he, you know, even though he eventually realizes, like, I can't do everything, but I'm going to do as much as I can. And you're right. I never thought about that. But, yeah, that's, man, I think Superman, I think I would have fallen in love with Superman if we had that kind of just, like, pure, like, wanting to do good. Absolutely. You
1: know? And, I mean, the thing that I think really struck a chord with me, at least when it comes to the movie itself, is, is that it's the first superhero movie that I can think of where the lead character is actually kind of just incomplete, not terror of, she's kind of horrified by the awfulness of war. Like it's not glorified at all. I mean, there's a lot of her fighting and stuff like that, but like she walks on the scene, she's like, I can end this now. There's no real debate about it. She's just like, this shouldn't be happening. It shouldn't be going on. All this is awful. And you kind of see, you know, a real... War going on in the background, real stakes. I mean, it's obviously World War One. It's a real event that's happened in time. But I just love the fact that you know she's just like this shouldn't be going on, and I can end it right here and now, and I'm going to um, until she realizes, you know, spoiler that she she can. Unfortunately, men are just are not men. Humankind <laughs> are, are so terrible. Well, men too uh, are so off on that path that you know just.
0: She, I don't she want to thought, go too into spoilers. Yeah, she thought solving it. one thing would solve everything, and yeah. then she realizes that it's a little more more complex than that, you know. And I, I dug. Um, I just, I, I, I don't know what it was with me, and and I'm not trying to like identify with everybody in the world, but man, like the first like couple times that she was just going off and kicking ass, like I got a little emotional, and it was, and I don't know what it is, because it's like, like I'm a guy growing up doing guy things, you know, strong manly things, not really, um, but. <laughs> I something about like just seeing how like it, there was no apologies to it. And this is her going out kicking ass. And it and not that like she, you know, was being like, I, I don't know how to describe it. It wasn't it wasn't the sake of violence for the sake of violence, but she was, you know, good at her job. She trained all her life for this. And then like the moment whenever she actually enters into that one second floor of the building that you see in all the trailers where she's sweeping the sword around and just beating everybody up and using the lasso. That is such a great moment of like she looks in, sizes everybody up, and's like, all right, we're gonna do this. You know, and it was very like I could I could tell that like like my wife was getting teary watching her just, 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 you know, win. And it yeah. was very, and I, people, people want it to either like pile everything on the expectation of wonder woman, or they want to take everything away from it. And I, I'm not going to sit here and pile like praise just because, uh, uh I don't know. Like I, 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 it bugs me that we're 2017 And there's, there's a good superhero movie and it's a good female superhero movie, but we're still at this point where like, this is the surprise, not like the, the, you know, not the expectation and people are, you know, I don't know, they've been waiting, you know, so long and I, it bugs me that it's taken this long to get something like this, you know? And so people are, are quick to, to heap everything on it or there's people out there quick to just to knock it down and I just think it's just an awesome superhero movie. It's it's know?
1: incredibly well done. And the moment when she's in the trenches and she's talking to Chris Pine and he's like, we can't intervene here, dot, dot, dot. And again, I'm trying not to speak too much you know, about spoilers, but it's almost a sort of Superman opening the shirt kind of moment where like she takes off her garb and you see the Wonder Woman outfit and it's her going off into a battlefield. And it's just... Oh, you just want to stand up and cheer it's yeah. it's fantastic um, yeah and and
0: I, and I don't mean to say that i feel like this movie d- doesn't deserve all its praise cuz it does i'm just i just feel like it's becoming a lightning rod oh yeah uh, unintentionally so um or maybe maybe i know like like uh the director patty patty jenkins is her yeah. name like you know she has been so like like everything i've heard about her her reaction to the fans has been like spot on perfect. And like, you know, she's like, I've been trying for years to get this done. I'm glad that you guys like this. And I know that there's a lot of uh, girls that I know that like they're, they're taking their daughters, like without hesitation to go see it. And that's great. That's the, you should do that. Absolutely. Um, I just hate that this has, it has to be, this is, this is the one girl superhero movie. Like I just, that's the part I just wish that, we should be past that by now, yeah. you know, and that just
1: whatever. Well, I mean, you know, as much as I love the Marvel films, I, you know, I will say like, I don't understand why we didn't get a Black Widow movie like two, three years ago already. But, yeah, you know, on the same token, people are already like, oh, will Captain Marvel do as well as Wonder Woman? And it's like, I, there can be more than one woman uh, <laughs> led superhero film, you know, it's, it's, you know, we, we've got... 30 different movies now that are you know surrounded about you know men superheroes i'm pretty sure we can sustain
0: more than a market of two yeah i mean you got what uh whedon's batgirl that's going to be going into you know production eventually that'll be you know i have faith in that that's gonna be great basically
1: you tell me anything joss whedon's doing i'm like all right fine yeah right if if it was like you know joss whedon's you know um captain carrot and the amazing crew i'd be like all right sure sign me up
0: yeah I, absolutely I just um Wonder Woman's a good movie it, it it almost breaks my heart to know that the Justice League is coming because I don't want it to ruin my good vibe about Wonder Woman because right now I don't know how I feel about Justice League yeah because you you've not seen Batman Superman I've and, not yeah. and and I know you love Batman I know you love Superman uh it's just those I I I'm so glad that that um this movie actually showed sunlight and it actually had bright, bright vistas. It actually had jokes. Like oh, yeah. it was it like I, I made the joke on my my personal Facebook page. I was like, this is this is DC's like greatest movie, and it should have been a Marvel movie. Because it's it almost oh yeah, it almost felt like not that they have to copy Marvel's DNA, but if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know, right. like they like they, they had good quiet moments, like the extended sequence on the boat with Chris Pine and uh, Gal Gadot yeah. talking it was really <laughs> funny, but also yeah. just really good character building, really endearing. You you don't get those quiet moments in a Zack Snyder film, at least unless there's like Kevin Costner running into a tornado or something, you know. Yeah. But you know, it's just it felt very uh, like you needed you needed that breath, between everything, and it worked really, really well.
1: You had to bring up the Kevin Costner thing. That's the thing <laughs> that bugs me most about Man of Steel. Oh, you will
0: not like Batman Superman. Then uh, I'll say that. But
1: uh, you know, I mean, the thing too is, is that not I don't know what it is, uh, but from like the first frame that she's on screen, and I'm not even talking about Gal Gadot because you start with her as a kid, you're just sort of like immediately with her. Like I don't know, it maybe it's the way it's filmed, maybe it's you know, you're you're kind of like pumped to see what this story is, but like from frame one, you're already like on board for you know seeing what Wonder Woman's going to be, and I love the fact that, uh she's got a bit of an accent and and rather than like trying to make her change her accent they just had everybody on um, the mascara yeah. talk with a similar accent which i thought was that like was i'm like yeah, that's, that's, yeah a good it's idea. actually a really good idea
0: yeah I thought like when I read that too, I was like, that that's that's so good. And cause like also like her like her line delivery is fine, you know. Yeah, and it's she not like really, you have trouble understanding no. her or anything. And it's like and it gives it to that, that like you know, she is not from here, you know, right. and it's like and that's that's what you need for that that character. I, I dug that. I didn't realize that the person training her was also the actress that was Princess Buttercup and the Princess Bride. Okay. I didn't realize I didn't that. Know that. And it's like that's one of those things where I'm like, oh, you had Buttercup teaching her how to be a warrior. That's kind of great, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so it's just and someone made, someone posted something about how they're happy that they grew up to get to see their princesses become generals. And it was a photo of her and then a photo of Leia, uh, yeah. like side by side. And I was like, that's kind of awesome. Now you know. So I, I just I don't know. I don't know how, how much more I want to gush on it. There's there's, there's a, a few nitpicks in the movie because I'm Paul and that's what I do. Um, and it's not with Wonder Woman. It's not with the overall movie. I just feel like some of the minor villain stuff doesn't really hold a lot of water for me. Otherwise this is almost, it's almost a perfect movie for me.
1: Yeah. I mean, my criticisms are small. Um, Dr. Poison is clearly being set up for the future. I assume. I hope so
0: because they didn't, they didn't do it. It it could be an interesting character. She, I think she was supposed to be the parallel to Diana Yeah. and they never really got that across other than she was operating in a man's world and she was wielding the power of destruction and she didn't have any hope, you know, like, so that's the mirror part of it, right? But you still didn't, I didn't really get a whole lot from her, you know?
1: Yeah, and I don't mean this to sound douchey, but it's probably going to sound douchey, but the end is a little video gamey with the fight. Um, and that's Level not five! A, yeah, it's not a just to people who are into video games or anything like that. I play video games, but um, uh, Nintendo uh, from 1987, uh, but you know, there's just something about when the villain is revealed, he gets this suit of armor that feels like he's leveling up. And I'm like, you know, the whole movie is kind of, and I realize it's one romance. He so can't say, well, it felt realistic the entire movie, but it, it goes <laughs> from like being a more realistic based, realistically based film to fighting somebody in a big suit of armor. Um, and it looks digitally, inserted armor it doesn't feel like he put on a suit it feels like
0: yeah i agree but i mean was it any different than when thor fought was it the exterminator and that small town new mexico right that felt like that was kind of out of place because this is the setting and it made sense for that movie too because this is something being dropped from the heavens above to, to fight thor and it's like that still also didn't feel quite right either
1: and again like i said it's a small nitpick it's not like i'm out like oh that movie's terrible it's just it's one of those things where i'm like i just wish the ending had a little bit more or less i guess video game quality to it um yeah yeah i mean it's such a minor nitpick i'm just
0: glad that the final showdown didn't involve like a hole in the sky like that was kind (laughs) of nice and also that like you didn't find out that like the bad guy and like wonder woman had like like a relative in common, I guess they do, but but they don't be like, wait, that's the name of my relative, and then they get like they they join, they get peaceful. You're not gonna like Batman Superman. That's
1: I like... I, I, I know, but like you know the other thing that the only other thing, that, and it's not a, a criticism at all, it's just something that I'm wondering is is um, anybody who knows a, a bit about Wonder Woman knows that when she leaves to go to uh, Man's World, it's because she participates. In a event uh, called the Bolts and Bracelets event, basically, where uh, instead of just going with Steve Steve Trevor, they have a contest among the Amazons to see who's going to uh, be the one to to go. And she actually enters it, um, but she's wearing a mask the whole time, so her mother doesn't know it's her. Um, and I, it's a small change. I was just wondering, I think it's an, I'd like to know what the thought process was because I think it's actually an interesting dramatic beat if they would have included that, but it's, it's fine either way. I just was surprised to to not see that because it's kind of one of the iconic things from her origin.
0: And considering that my, my knowledge of her comics, the history is, is limited that I didn't know that. And I didn't think twice about her, her, her reasoning for wanting to go off and do what she did. Cause she almost had like a childlike understanding of, of good and evil. And it's like, and that's sold very well, you know, and in, in the movie, cause like, if you live in a, like a magical land protected by a bubble, you know, and someone tells you, Hey, this is what's going on. You don't have reason to question it. So she has this like very much like, no, that's not true. This is true yeah. type of thing. That's very much like. You know, like you tell a kid that Santa Claus isn't real. It's like, no, that's not true. I get presents every year, and they told me he was here, you know? Like, right. You know, and I liked her, her. That was her motivation of just like, well, you guys told me these stories this entire time. I'm going to do the thing that you guys don't want to do. And they're like, well, it's more complicated than all oh, your gone. Like and it's kind yeah.
1: of Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, and like I said I didn't have a problem with it. I was just like it was one of those things that I kind of expected, you know. Yeah.
0: No, it's a good movie. Um that I will say this with utmost confidence. I'm buying it day one. Like I'm oh, gonna, yeah. like when it comes out. Like cuz I mean, I just it's it's a good movie and I this is like I don't I could probably watch Suicide Squad again. It's okay. Um but I don't like going back to watch Batman, Superman. Just because if it's watching it with you, just to to watch you, unfortunately, you know, get ill watching the movie. Right. Otherwise, there's nothing in there that I want to go back to. Right. And I and I'm not saying that I own every Marvel movie because I don't. But there's there's ones that I have watched over and over again. Because and I know I'm a Marvel fanboy and you guys can accuse me as such and that's fine. You're but, a Marvel fanboy. Uh, oh, how dare you? Uh, no, just. I can watch winter soldier over and over again. It's a good, I think it's just a good film, you know? And, and I can watch civil war over and over again and I can watch guards of the galaxy over and over again. Um, and, you know, But I just other than The Dark Knight, which I own The Dark Knight, I because uh, that's an awesome film, I have not been compelled to go out and buy a DC property in a long time.
1: Well, I mean, I can say outside of their animated stuff, because I've bought quite a bit of their animated stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. Looks good,
0: too. Yeah, I mean, but um, I watch it on Netflix. I don't go out of my way to, to buy it.
1: Yeah. Uh, but, you know, the thing that I found refreshing about Wonder Woman 2 is, is that even though I know Justice League's coming, And I think I mentioned this to you just in conversation uh, last week when we were just talking, uh, off air that is. Um, You guys didn't hear that? (laughs) um, Not all of our conversations are recorded.
0: He doesn't doesn't know that, but (laughs) I'm blackmailing him later. Uh,
1: The thing that I thought was interesting, or the thing that when I was watching, say, Avengers 2, I was immediately looking for things that I knew were going to lead into Civil War because I knew that was coming next. Um, and I have a tendency to watch those movies, particularly the Marvel movies, with an eye for "ooh, where is this going to go in a later film?" And I realized during Avengers Two that I was like, "I am watching this for the next movie, <laughs> and not so much the one I am watching now." Yeah. Um, and I really liked the fact that Wonder Woman. I was able to just walk in, and you know, and I, I hate to admit it, I am just because i'm such a batman fan and even though i still haven't seen batman be superman when i see a truck pull up and it says wayne tech on it or wayne enterprises on it i go <laughs> you know like i get <laughs> i get excited so the,
0: the 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 photo thing that they start the movie off with um that is something that's directly from batman superman and you pick that up because like bruce is like hey i found the original so like that that's a small point of like you know, and it, it, uh, that actually makes sense now that you have this movie, you know, um, so it is exciting to see the connected world. I'm really glad they didn't try to tack on like uh, another five ten minutes of showing like what's coming next. Like I didn't need that. Um, and it bums me out to find out that the sequel they're talking about making to Wonder Woman is going to be set today. I would have been so happy to see more. Like, what what First Class was trying to do by doing these slices of, you know, different time frames and how they would interact. Like, I'd love to see a 60s Wonder Woman film. I would love to see, like, her alongside with, like, you know, the revolution of, like, you know, the women in the workplace and everything else. I would love to see that.
1: I think, you know, and again, I don't want to go too into spoilers, but I think war is a big theme of this movie and what's behind war and... I think the fact that like it takes place during World War 1 she's learning about, you know, just everything from you know the god of war's involvement to actually mankind's own sort of uh ability to create war uh sticking a movie in World War 2 where she's like I ended war. What what you know like yeah. I think that would be an interesting theme for her to have to d- grapple with in a sequel. So like That would
0: be because then in- it would be interesting to me if, if the whole thing was you find out that this was all more fueled by man as opposed to any other, like, big force. Yeah, because he that, that, he
1: alludes to it that he's like, I don't really
0: do anything except whisper in their ears, yeah, you know? Yeah, and uh, that would – I agree. So, anyway, if you've not seen Wonder Woman, go see it. If you've seen it, go see it again. Uh, it's awesome, and I am really happy. Like. C D C you put the right people in the right place and you give them what they need, they can make you good product. And you don't have to rush and have everything be connected. Cause this movie can exist outside of everything and be fine. Even though I don't like that they gave us a prequel after showing us her and Batman right. Superman. Like I this had this come out first, I think I would have been really excited for Batman Superman, you know, just because it have been like, I like her, she's awesome, you know? And and her theme, that hard rock guitar theme, is yeah. awesome too. You know, but it's a good movie. We've sorry, we, this our news turned into a review. Um, I just want to mention though that right now, as it stands, this is the most successful uh, box office film directed by a female, and it definitely overtook Fifty Shades of Grey, which makes me happy to no end that 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 was the top the highest grossing female directed film and now wonder woman has beat 50 shades of gray that's about as perfect as it gets
1: yeah i mean yeah. there's nothing more poetic that you can say about it than than that i mean <laughs> yes, yeah. uh and i i hope it keeps going i hope that you know I'm a horror guy. I'm not real crazy about The Mummy coming out, uh, this version of it. But I'm kind of hoping Wonder Woman just crushes it. I hate to say it, but I, I kind of want to see Wonder Woman come out on top again and this have, weekend. And
0: have Universal fall apart with their whole dark universe <laughs> right. from the get-go. Yeah. Um, that, that, I was going to mention something about that, but I think that's an, another yeah. talk for another show. Um, I do want to mention here real quick. I don't know if you're aware of this. As of this recording tonight at 6-6, uh, it's June 6th, I should say, not you know whatever time it is. It's Robert England's 70th birthday.
1: I know. I okay. saw that. I
0: wanted to mention it because I know uh, you are a big Nightmare on Elm Street fan. You've you've met Robert England for like all five seconds, but you met him. Yes. Uh, I thought it was this is wonderful that you happen to be on the show the day of his birthday, and we're talking about Friday the 13th. It all seems very much everything's come up, Steve. Very kismet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 70 years
1: old. You know what's interesting about that is is that I guess I didn't realize that he was 70 because like – you know, there's all the talk about like, you know, oh, they did the remake with um, Jackie Earl Haley and it didn't work, you know, dot, dot, dot. And, you know, and I was like, yeah, why don't they just, Robert England can do it again. And then I'm <laughs> like, wait, he's 70. I'm like, yeah. that's, you know, it's an, I know he did like two years ago, he did a thing where he donned the makeup for a photo op at a convention, uh, but all the money went to charity. So you paid a pretty penny to get that photo, but it was him, you know, in full Freddie makeup.
0: Um. Yeah, that was that and, was the Chicago Wizard World. That was supposed to be the last time he put it on. But there was a documentary that came out after that was kind of talking about Nightmare on Elm Street where he actually sat in the chair again. They, they, they applied everything again just to show you the process. Okay. So that was like the last time he put on the makeup was just for this documentary about it, you know, and – yeah, I just But I, know, I guess yeah.
1: realizing that he's 70 I'm yeah. like, okay, yeah, he he he's earned the right to hey, I, I can act in a movie and not have, you know, 6 hours of appliances put on me.
0: Well, like how old is Ron Perlman? He he kept pushing for Hellboy 3 cuz he he's like I'm not getting younger, you know? Like and he knew that you could put, you know, put the red stuff all over him and you could mask that he's an old guy, you yeah. know? And with Krueger, it's like, you know, there is a physicality to that role, you know? And I feel like even I know with Freddie versus Jason, uh, even England was like, this is probably about it. Like I can't yeah. do this anymore, you know? So
1: although he was on board at one point when they were going to do Freddie versus Jason versus Ash, which yeah. I, 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 I know because we got Ash versus evil dead. Now I shouldn't still want it, but I kind of want to see what that movie would have been.
0: <laughs> right. That would have been kind of fun. Um, But yeah, even like Bruce Campbell, like he's what he's 50 something, right? Like he's getting up there too. And, and he is the king of slapstick, like physical comedy. So it's like, you know, I, I guess it's, it's one of those things that this will tie into our, our main subject here. It's, it's, it's a challenge because we're the, like the second or third generation that has evidence of things that we've loved growing up with that they don't change, but we do, so our perspective of of seeing these things, we're like, well, why can't they still make that? It's because it's a thirty year old film, and those guys have all gotten too old. It's like, it's it's easy yeah. to put the tape in, tape, put the DVD in or Blu Ray. What technologies now, like video, like streaming video, um, you know, a hollow I don't know, uh, and watch these things over and over again and forget how long they really were ago, right. you know. And but yeah, Robert Englund seventy years old. Um, you know, he's still doing things. It's just that he's not doing that thing. You know, like, did you see, um, behind the mask, the legend of, um, whatever it was. Leslie Vernon. Yeah. 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 He, he, he ate at the scenery in that too. He it was did. like kind of like the Dr. Loomis character. And that was a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. And I, I know that they're still trying to get a sequel to that made and I hope they do someday, but that movie's like 10 years old at this point. I think. Oh yeah. <laughs> and, uh, um, it's just one of those things where like he got to play a role where he, he wasn't, you know, all makeuped up and stuff like that. And I don't say that, you know, I I know he does a lot of other roles. I don't mean to, to pigeonhole him like that, but I do feel like if he's in a horror movie, they try and go that route. Like, you know, they did that Phantom of the Opera with him in the eighties where he basically just looks like Freddy. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I, I, I think he's a really talented guy and I, I, kind of hope you know there was uh a petition going around and i don't know how i feel about it but like they were like you know if if uh you're looking for a, a new dr loomis for the new halloween make it robert england
0: oh that, w- that wouldn't be bad but uh, my, i don't know how i feel about that
1: my whole thing is is i'm like that's a great idea but my understanding is is this new halloween from what i've heard is going to actually be a continuation from two. Oh. um so i'm like well It'll be hard to accept somebody else in that role if we're continuing the same timeline as, you know, Halloween two, which came out in nineteen eighty-two, I think, or eighty-one. Yeah. So but then again, there's probably kids who don't care. You know, and it's me, the old man, <laughs> who's like, No
0: Maybe they'll just do the thing they did with uh what's his face and uh Rogue One. They'll just they'll <laughs> just do like a CGI Donald Pleasance. And it's just, but or or they'll just like find like footage of him from like Prince of Darkness or like Escape from New York and just try to insert him in with like a Donald Pleasant's impersonator or something, you know? Um, I don't uh, think Halloween
1: gets that Star Wars budget. <laughs> I love Halloween, but I don't think it's getting that Star Wars budget.
0: It's like, did you see the Loomis? It looked pretty good. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, but no, Happy Birthday, Robert England. Uh, you yeah, know, may you have a lot more. Uh, Joe told me that uh, he was looking through the voice cast for Injustice 2, the video game, and Robert England was the voice scarecrow oh yeah i think that's awesome that is cool that makes so much sense and that's kind of that fun like nod at like you know Hey, we know what you we know what you were, and this guy is just fueled by nightmares. So why not have you do the voice of it? That's pretty that's pretty awesome. So, uh, yeah. So anyway, I thought that was a a wonderful birthday to have while we're recording the show.
1: That is pretty cool. Um,
0: okay, and for, real quick, just to wrap it up here for news. Um, this is a video game story. I told Steve ahead of time that he'll understand it. Uh, Overwatch, that game that Joe and I like a lot. Um, there, there's the version for PC, Xbox, and uh, PlayStation. On the PC version, Blizzard had it enabled where people could vote if they liked a match or not at the end of the match. And they had this data running for like a year, and they've recently removed the feature. And they came out and said, the reason we removed the feature is because it turns out all we learned was people like it when they win a match, and then people don't like it when they lose a match. (laughs) And I thought that was funny because they wanted to have kind of like you know to see how people felt about like if there was a match that was like a close loss or a close win nope. they kind of wanted to see how like people felt about like you know just you know why was it a close win why was it a, you know like whatever but no the people were just using it just to, to, to voice their frustration or their happiness that they won and I think that's funny that they, I'm sure it probably costs some money to put that feature in the game just to find out people like winning and people don't like don't like uh, losing. So I thought that was, uh, I thought that they was. They could have given
1: me that money and I would have told <laughs> them that.
0: Yeah, right? What do people like doing? Not losing. Yeah. There you go, Steve, you're a developer of Blizzard now. Congratulations. Um, but yeah, I thought, that was, uh, I thought that was a funny story. So anyway, that's going to do it for news. And now on to this. And now for our feature presentation. Oh, we start right over again. Oh, no, no. All right, I, just, I I killed myself with the button, I guess. I don't know what just happened there. Sorry about that. Jason uh, will not let you fade he out. He will not leave. Yeah, I was like, it's going to fade out. It just stopped. Yeah, so um, keeping it, keep it real here on uh, Invasion of the Podcast, where Paul can't press buttons no matter who's around and in what order. Uh, Friday the 13th, the game uh, came out over Memorial Day weekend. Um, not on the 13th, but like the 25th. I know that they they, they they if they were to plan it for a Friday the 13th release, they would have had to wait till like... The end of this year, I think, something like I feel that. feel
1: like, yeah. I feel like it's not until maybe October.
0: Yeah. So the game was ready. It came out on a Friday. I think it came out on a Memorial Day weekend. I think that's perfect because it's like the unofficial start to summer. And that just kind of felt right, you know. So yeah. uh, the game came out. I was on the fence about buying it. I had some friends buy it, and then I went uh, and went to a birthday party at a winery, and I got drunk and just bought it. So that's kind of how how I talked myself into buying the game. I'm like, you know what? It's forty bucks. It's fine, you know. And I just bought it. <laughs> um, I, so then I invited Steve and Joe over to watch uh, the gameplay, just because we were all curious to see how this thing would actually work. Uh, it, it is equal parts frustrating and hilarious. Yeah, that, that's that's what I'll say about it. So. Um, it, it does, it gets so much right about Friday the 13th in the sense of the setting, like the graphics aren't like, you know, they aren't triple a, but they're pretty good. And, and, and the, the Jason looks like the textures for Jason are really good. Like they've done a lot of homework about like the layouts for the different camps from the movies. Um, and just, it looks like something from the late seventies, early eighties. And it's, it's, it's really cool in that sense. Um, Playing a camper, camper, a counselor is frustrating, but I know that's kind of by design. So it's one of those times where if this was any other game, I'd probably would have put it down, but it's like, I just kind of accept that it's not going to be easy to be a counselor surviving Friday the 13th.
1: The only way you win the game is to survive. It's not really, I mean, win or lose, it's live or die. And I think that's a cool element to the game. I I guess every game is like that, but. (laughs)
0: I mean, it's one way or another, right? But, I mean, like, if if you have seven people on a map and they're all counselors and you have one Jason, that's still not an even playing field, you know? And that's the part that they get right about the game is, like, it doesn't matter how many people you have around. He's there. He's going to find you.
1: What, what I liked is, is, and I think this is very similar to the movies, is is that you could be playing and then suddenly you'd just be like, oh, my God, he's behind me. <laughs> yeah. You know, and It's just like in a movie, you know? He's just there out of nowhere or... He catches up to you and, you know, you're trying to get away. And
0: Were you there with me watching that one poor person that was uh, stuck in the rock? It? Well, that, that one, too. Okay. We'll talk, yeah, that was great. So uh, so Jason's not the only killer in that game. Uh, <laughs> the the, the, the geography is also a killer. There was one person, because once you die, you can switch your camera view to other players to watch what they're doing. And that's where it gets really funny, because it is that horror movie moment of like, don't do that. Don't do that. But there was a person that ended up getting stuck between a rock and a tree. And they couldn't get out of it. And all they could do is spin or swing their their weapon. And I'd come back to them every so often to see how they're doing. And it was always funny because you could tell they're frustrated. And then eventually I went to go check their camera and then there was <laughs> no camera left. Meaning Jason found them stuck between that rock and that tree and just killed them and moved on. Uh, and that, that was really entertaining. But were you there for the, the 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 person running away to the police? That was yeah, you watched that with me where yeah. so in the game, you can, lay, you can lay traps down as Jason or as a counselor, and um, anybody can walk into them. It's a bear trap. And so one of the scenarios in which you can survive the game is if you call the police, and you have to, there's a five-minute countdown after that, so you have to survive for five minutes, and then make it to the police. So we're watching this game. One counselor left. They're hobbling because they're injured. They're, they're covered in blood. Slowly making their way to the police where they're at. They can see the si- like hear the sirens, see the lights, And and Jason's behind them, just walking, walking behind them, and then they're like five feet away from the police, and they get stuck in a bear trap, and they can't get out. And Jason just comes up and just kills them, and that's the end of the match. And it was amazing. It was like the end of a movie where it's like, you're out, you're not out. And it was so good. Because it's like it's just that was a very organic moment of gameplay. But everything about that just screamed Friday the 13th to me, and I and I loved it.
1: Yeah, I was talking to my wife, Gaffey, about it after um, after we played the game, and, or I came over and actually watched you play the game, and uh, I'm like, I'm so glad I don't have any sort of console. She's like, well, I'm like, I wouldn't get any sleep. I would just be playing that game 24-7.
0: Yeah. Um, I haven't played it recently just because like the right they're they're fixing things with the wait times to get in to play the game. Uh, over that weekend it was like 10 minutes to get into a lobby, and then there's no guarantee a match would start. It was it it was buggy and it, this was all independently funded. So I'm sure those guys were freaking out that developed the game, but they're probably having the best problem ever, which is too many people wanted to play the game, you know? Yeah. And so they were very vocal like on their social media about what they're trying to do it's just that it was kind of a frustrating situation to be like waiting that long and then wonder if you're going to get to play. Um, and then, then there's also the factor that you have a one in 12 chance of being Jason and that's a really low percentage. So I've only got to play as Jason once And that changes the game completely because it goes from being a frustrating mess to the greatest goddamn time ever (laughs) because all you want to do is speak. Where are they at? Where are they at? Because you can kind of hear where people are. You get kind of like a Jason sense where you can kind of follow people. You could teleport around the map, which you know Jason doesn't teleport technically but you can't explain how he's always in the right place at the right time in the movies so their explanation is he can just teleport wherever he wants to go and it makes so much sense I love that it's like yep he can teleport don't overthink it Um, but I killed five of seven campers the one time I played as Jason and it was amazing because you can just tell these people like, cause you can run forever as Jason and you have a lot of abilities that the campers don't have. So once they run for a while, they run out of stamina and they start kind of slowly walking, you know, it's game over at that time. And it's so good just to go up with your ax and be like, you're not getting out of this. And it was, it was a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, I think the moment that really like had me going for the game, and it wasn't even a Jason kill. It was you had been killed, and then suddenly it was like Tommy Jarvis entered the game. I'm like, oh my god, you can play as Tommy Jarvis! I can't I forgot, believe yeah. that.
0: Yeah, uh, talk about a deep cut. Like yeah. so, um, I was doing a little bit of reading about the game itself uh, and the guys who were developing it. They didn't have a license to start, so they wanted they had a game it was called. Uh, uh, slasher volume one, summer camp. as think it was what it was called. Nice. And so then they started talking to Sean Cunningham, who is the the main guy behind Friday the Thirteenth, and it became this like like this interesting mutual conversation. And eventually, he was like, you know what? Do you guys just want the license? like he kind of brought it to them as opposed to them asking how much it was because he, he probably kind of felt like these guys are going to handle it. Right. Yeah. And I think at that point that just opened up the floodgates, you know? And, um, so they, you could tell that they already had a plan in place to do a slasher and a campground, but how much, I mean, and that game would be fun, I guess. I I wouldn't, it sounds terrible. I wouldn't care as much, but the moment you put, you let me play as Jason Voorhees, then I'm in, you know? Yeah. And, um, and it's, it's, it's interesting cause you had written a blog post a couple months ago on the site about the, the Friday 13th reboot they were putting into production that like within two days you ran the blog post, they shut down the movie because the ring sequel did terrible, which I don't understand how those two are connected, but you made the comment about how with this game being so like massively like popular, like why did they stop that, that reboot? Yeah. You know?
1: Hey, Paramount, you want to make a lot of money? Make a Friday Thirteenth movie. That's, <laughs> make
0: that's a good one. one. Yeah, you know, like like there um,
1: are tons of guys out there who you don't have to give them a big budget who have wanted to make a Friday Thirteenth movie for like ever. Just you know, it's it's such an simple simple like you you need a campground, you need actors, <laughs> and you need somebody who does really great special effects and you're there
0: practical physical effects Yes. you know like uh that's other thing too like just the the town involved in the game as well uh you do have Tom Savini that did some of the character modeling he de- he designed a brand new Jason skin for the game that's like it's like on fire and kind of molten looking it's, I think
1: that's really cool It's
0: kind of like Jason slash ghost rider like I yeah. kind of dig it uh and uh Hen- Henry Man- Manfredi Man- Manf- uh, Manfredini Manfredini uh did some original music for the game too and that, that's awesome, you know, because it's like – that's like the music I butchered at the beginning here. That That's some iconic, like, music from Friday the 13th. And and I love – like, so you got, like, everybody – people that – and Kane Hodder did the motion capture for Jason. And Kane Hodder is one of the more famous actors to play. He's not a famous actor, but he's one of the more famous Jasons. He's the one that everybody yeah.
1: thinks of when they think of Jason.
0: Yeah. So he did all the motion capture for all the Jasons. And so that's, that's awesome. Like, you get the right people involved – and you can you can feel the love of the film series in the game, with just um, I don't know. There's something. It's hard to capture that kind of lightning in a bottle, but somehow this game does it for me. And it might just be because of the atmosphere and you hear the actual score as you're moving along. You hear the you know that kick, kick, ma, ma, ma. You hear all that. And it's like creepy. And then whenever you're playing as Jason and you kill somebody. You hear his mom talking to him, and it's right. like so good, and it's like, I'm um, like it's just one of those nice details of just like you know punish them all, Jason. It's like I will, mom, I will. You know, just give me a minute. Like I'm gonna get a throwing knife, and I'm gonna make things real here in a second. You know, it's it's so I love it. And then with Tommy Jarvis showing up too, it's like, it's it's like you don't. If you don't know Friday the Thirteenth, you may not realize how important that character is. But if you know the series, you know the first time he shows up, you probably just shit your pants. You're like, "Oh crap, this guy is uh, actually got yeah. yeah, like,"
1: because I saw. It, I'm like, "Oh my god, that looks just like Tom Matthews, the actor who played him." And you're like, "Yeah, I think they even got his likeness rights. And he was in his the voice, credits too. Yeah. yeah,
0: his voice isn't as youthful sounding as uh, well, as it once was. Thirty you know? years will do that to you." <laughs> um, but yeah, like uh, there's just it's there's something to be said for, and the fact that each individual character is relatively weak versus Jason, but together you can stand just enough chance to to put up like like a small fight. Like there is a way to kill him in the game. Uh, it is very specific, and you got to time it perfectly. I watched um, some videos yeah. on
1: it because, like, I guess you know part of it is is that you have to retrieve his mother's sweater to um, sort of charm him snake charm him kind of way the same way that jenny does in part two when she puts on the sweater um but they also said that like as soon as you're in the cabin with the sweater jason gets an alert yeah and <laughs> and he can just show up <laughs> out of I nowhere i like
0: think that his smartphone starts like <laughs> it's like what oh so
1: they're like, do that last was the recommendation. They're <laughs> like, he will be on you quicker than anything because it alerts the player who's playing as Jason that that's where you are. Yeah,
0: you got to get the sweater. You got to have Tommy active. You got to have Tommy with a machete. You got to then get Jason to get his his mask knocked off. So you got to get him stunned on his knees with the mask off. Then you have to have Tommy hit him with a machete. Yeah. Like, that all sounds pretty simple. That is like you might as well be hurting cats in this video game to get that level of coordination to get that to happen to where you could trust three people are going to be able to do this and kill Jason. Well, I like
1: the, the one time you were playing, you were just going to try to escape in a car, and you're like, uh, you know, over the microphone, you're like, hey, guys, I just got killed, but the keys and the battery to the car are right by it, so if somebody else wants to try to escape, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's where I am, so.
0: Yeah, just I uh, because, like, um, that's another thing, too, that I like about the game is that until you pick up a walkie-talkie you can't talk to other counselors that unless they have a walkie-talkie uh, or or unless you're physically beside them and i didn't know this but like if you're playing as jason you could actually speak to the players as you're attacking them and they can, you could can, they could talk to you too I didn't realize that, so that is even worse than if you're Jason running around just having a rampage, yeah, just like cackling. I'm sure as you're just going after these campers, um, so so yeah, like communication's big, um, it just I, well, to so I'll, I'll give a couple good stories. Like and this is part of why I like I want to talk about this game because I think it's the stories that you take out of it are way more entertaining than the game itself. Like there's a flare gun. And the flare gun, I didn't know I was going to shoot Jason in the face with it, and I missed. And I found out that <laughs> that um that the flare gun isn't for attacking Jason; it's for finding Jason. Meaning, like we like, I was watching the, the game load with Joe. And the little pro tip said, you know, hey, use the flare gun. You can find out where Jason is on the map. So I go walking out of this cabin and I got the flare gun immediately. And Joe's like, oh, just see where Jason's at. And I just shoot it in the air. And whoever was playing Jason was literally right beside me when I did it. And I didn't notice him. And he just kills me like instantly. And I was like, I thought the flare gun was supposed to tell you where he is, not summon him to your side. Right. And I just got murdered within like five minutes of starting the game. Not even five minutes. Like I walked out of the cabin and got killed. And that was it. And I had to wait, <laughs> I had to wait for everybody else to either live or die. Um but I love that like you know you could you could literally hide in the bathroom the entire match and survive if he doesn't find you. I you know and I also love that you can re- reinforce doors and he can try chopping through them and it's very it's very panic inducing if that's the only way in and out of that room and he's chopping away you at it. You
1: feel like you're in the movie. That's, yeah. uh, I love that you know when you see him like chopping through a door or whatever and you're trying to hide. Or, you know, you look over and he's, you know, in the corner and, you know, you turn around and then he's just right on top of you. It's I mean, even if you're getting killed, it's fun. And you're you're like, oh, my God, at least my death was spectacular. (laughs) You know?
0: Yeah. Like, well, the first time I played it. I got killed immediately. Like, people were, like, shit-talking me, and I, I wanted to be like, you know, this game's only been out, like, 24 hours, right? Like, yeah. I didn't realize that there was a way to breathe properly while hiding. I had no <laughs> idea. So my, my instinct is to try to hold my character's breath, and then I held it until the meter went all the way down, and then he let out a large gasp, which then clearly Jason knew where I was and killed me. And it's like, that's what would happen in that movie, you know? Right. Like, and, and that's fine but don't shit talk me later because you found me and killed me. Cause you're Jason. That's your job. You know, like and my job is to die. I don't know. But, uh, but yeah, it's funny just watching people try to work on getting the gas and the car keys and the battery in the car. And then there's a four seater car. There's a two seater car. So that becomes an issue of like who goes and what and, and how, and they, so there, there's times where you make obvious decisions of leaving people behind as they stare at you as you drive away. And, I mean, in real life, that would be just maddening. But in this game, it's it's hilarious. Even if it happens to you, it's still kind of funny. Because as your camper, your face never changes. So you just see this car drive away, and you're like, all right, now what? You know, it's just, I guess I'm stuck with this guy. You know, he's following me around. Um, I just, it's, it, it. I don't know what it is about their treatment of the license that feels like the movie. And I, that's why I want to talk about the film series a little bit, because I know you're a big fan of the film series. Yeah. And you were like the moment I told you about the game. You're like, I'm coming over. Like that yeah. was it, you know. <laughs> um, and so, like, what is it about the the Jason series uh, that still it still holds up? At least in you know, I'm not saying every movie's a masterpiece. That's not true. But the the first there's there of the how many movies are there? Eleven. Uh,
1: if we're including Freddy versus Jason, twelve. Twelve.
0: And then the reboot is that the twelfth one, or uh, is it the thirteenth one? Yeah, that would be twelve. Twelve. Okay. If we're counting all that, um, th- th- I'd still say half of them are really good, and then the other half are questionable. You know, like, and, and maybe the math doesn't even work out like that. But like, I still think part two is really, really, really good, and it has no right existing after the first one you know and so what is it about that that still that still holds up versus just other slasher films
1: so if if i get long-winded here i'm gonna apologize in advance because we we talked a half hour about wonder woman it's fine okay there's there's sort of two facets to at least for me friday the 13th um the first one is that and i i won't go too deeply into my my past but um (laughs) he used to work at a camp (laughs) i used to work at a camp no um camp
0: camp crystal It's camp blood so
1: (laughs) so growing up as a kid i i was i devoured a lot of horror movies but i wasn't anybody who'd be like oh yeah he's the horror guy it wasn't like i was you know chainsaw from um from summer school or something like that um for those of you who know that movie. Um
0: That's uh that's the substitute teacher summer school movie, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Chainsaw and Dave or the like two like horror guys in the I class. saw that
0: once a lot, like years and years, probably in the eighties. I don't remember anything else about it. Oh, it's a
1: fantastic movie. <laughs> um but long Next story cast. Long yeah. story short, like uh, back in the day, before the internets, there were really like three sources for like fan news. One was Fangoria, one was Starlog, and the third one was Comic Scene. I'm into horror movies, I'm into comics, and I'm into sci fi movies. So I would usually buy um, Starlog and I'd usually buy Comic Scene, but I never really bought Fangoria. So I wasn't like the guy who was like, oh, he's got tons of Fangorias and he sees everything that comes out. But. I just through being a teenager in the 80s it was kind of this great time where horror movies were everywhere Um, and I sort of absorbed that and then once I got into like college I sort of became the guy who was very into independent movies and had a very very important view on film and and sort of towards the end of my twenties, I and, and and during that time, I would have been the guy who'd have been like, "Oh, Friday Thirteenth movies. There's like two good movies, and the rest suck." Like I, that was that would have been me. And then while drinking a small coffee, right. and holding
0: your pinky out, like,
1: you know, uh, basically very um, erudite about it. And um, somewhere along the end of my twenties, I started revisiting horror movies, and I was like, "God, you know what?" Even if I don't like most of these, they're just so much fun. Um, and really, that's what it is. I can find in. I'll admit, I really, I really don't like um, Jason Goes to Hell or Jason X. But even <laughs> Jason X has that great scene where he he dunks that chick's head in. Uh, <laughs> Liquid nitrogen. But, yeah. you know, I can look at, you know, uh, yeah. part I, eight where he goes to Manhattan and, like, there's great stuff there, even though it's, like, ten minutes of the movie. And I I can generally find something fun to have with
0: it. I just got to say, Jason X is... It's a shitty movie, but it works somehow. Like I, I saw that in the theater and then I've, I've watched it on occasion and I'm like, nothing, nothing about nothing about this movie should make any sense. And I watched that one probably more than I have some of the other sequels. And I don't know why it is. Cause it's, it's so blatantly cheap. And also, when you find out that the screenwriter named all his characters after his guildmates in EverQuest, it just is a, a level of stupid. Right. Like, and it's something about. I just. Um mecha Jason just makes me so happy <laughs> and, and just the inadvertent destruction of that one space station that they go flying into or, or they send the one ship into that kills like thousands of people and it's like it's just in the distance it's like Jason just killed an entire like you know space station he doesn't care I love I love X and yeah. I, I shouldn't love it but I love it
1: and I'll say that I do prefer it over uh, Jason Goes to Hell just simply because that one's not good Jason Goes to Hell he's barely in it he, he if you haven't seen it Spoilers for a movie that came out in 1993. Um, he gets blown up in the first 10 minutes, which is awesome. And then for the next hour and a half, he's he's basically in other people.
0: He's basically Dr. Sam Beckett from Quantum Leap. Exactly. So you see him in mirrors, but then you see people acting like Jason and then you know and then he then Dean Stockwell tells him that he has to, you know, do this in order to leap out. No, that doesn't happen. But yeah, it's basically like evil quantum leap. And I, I just I don't like I don't like how it was trying and then the one dude that's the bounty hunter, yeah, he's kinda awesome. Yeah. Um and I like the idea that like the world knows about jason yeah but the rest of it is not good no like
1: and i remember god i saw that opening night i took a girl that i was dating to see it and i'm surprised she didn't break up with me afterwards but
0: (laughs) were you just like crying anger tears like in the theater i was just like i've never actually
1: seen one on friday the 13th so i'm like let's just go the trailer looks terrible but it's a friday 13th i bet you we're gonna like it And I was wrong, but (laughs) I mean, even that one, I can find things Mm. to like about. And I just going back to my original point, like there's always something that I can find in those movies, whether it's an inventive kill or, um, you know, an interesting, um, character development, you know, because it, 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 just, it moves around, you know, seven, you know, suddenly he's fighting essentially what is Carrie, you know, he's fighting a telepath, um, or telekinetic. Um, you know, eight, he goes to Manhattan, and that's just really, like, he boxes a guy on top of a, a rooftop and knocks his head off. And it's it's just, like, stuff like that. Like, it's it's like, ah, you know, it might not be, you know... Um, God, I'm trying to think of a, an Oscar-winning movie recently. Um, one, it's, not not it's
0: no La La Land. Yeah,
1: it's no La La Land. <laughs>
0: Though I do want to see a musical Friday the 13th now. I do kind of <laughs> want to see that.
1: But, I mean, I was in that period where, like, you know, when I rediscovered horror, I was, you know, everything had to be, Either serious or indie or, you know, and I think actually Freddy versus Jason was kind of the thing that broke me out of the mold because I saw it and people hated it and I loved it. I'm like, oh my God, it's like the greatest, biggest, dumbest movie I've ever seen, but it's so much fun. like, if, yeah. you, if you can't have fun with him and, and Freddy, like knocking each other around for like 20 minutes and like literally like multiple gallons of blood going everywhere and just it's so over the top that I'm like, how can I not have fun with this? You know, I know people are like, oh, it should have been scarier. And, and I get that, but I just, I think for taking it's, two it's like franchises, a throwback to like
0: the universal monster movies of like, when you're going to have Frankenstein versus the mummy, how can you make that a serious affair? You know, like it's just, it is what it is. You know, yeah. like you have a guy that doesn't talk good and another guy that only exists in your subconscious. How else are you going to get them to meet up? You know, right. like it's just, it's, it's fine. I, I, I saw that in the theater too. Um, and I came away with not hating it, but it had, I, I felt like I, there was problems with it. So I haven't seen it since maybe it's gotten, maybe it's aged better just because I realized it's just ridiculous. Yeah. But it's like people have been waiting so long for that one. I, I mean, what kind of movie were they going to hope for anyway? You I know? mean,
1: literally the movie before he was in space. <laughs> like, I, I, d- I just don't know how, you know, what I, more I, you could have expected yeah. out of Freddy versus Jason. So I do
0: like in, um, and how uh, what was it? Uh, was it no? Is Jason goes to hell? Where like at the very beginning, they don't even explain how he's back at the lake. He's just there. He's yeah, just, he's just like already there. They don't like, even bother. Yeah, no. picking up. And then Jason X, they don't explain how he got put back together either. It's like, <laughs> nope, he's here. You yep. know, like we're just going to freeze him for a while. It's fine. Um, I just there's something for I don't. I don't know if if it would be remembered as fondly if it stopped with the second movie, it'd still be good, but something about whenever you transition from in the first movie, it wasn't him. It was, it was Pamela Voorhees, which that's people forget. That's, that's powerful. That's a really big, powerful, like here's a mom that was wronged and just went around. I just, I, I need to watch the first one again. I just, something I think people forget that like Jason wasn't the one to start it. You know, he's finishing it, but he didn't start it. Uh, but when you get to the third one, when he gets the the hockey mask, I think that's something people forget about is that yeah. he didn't get that until the third movie. And something about that goalie mask, it just, even though the sport has moved on well past that, that is always going to be associated with Jason Voorhees. And it's, it's an interesting look because there's no expression, you know, and it has a very practical effect to it too, because he, he puts it on and it is face protection technically, you know, but you don't know what he's thinking, and it's 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 very it's very terrifying. Like right place, right time when they yeah. chose to do that.
1: And you know, when I was talking earlier about um, not being a horror guy as a kid, um, Friday the Thirteenth Part Four was actually my first experience with Friday the Thirteenth, and I saw it in the theater. And this is kind of a, a funny little story. My brother and his friend David, uh, we're gonna go see it. Um, a little backstory uh friday the 13th that year came out it was april 13th it was a friday um and easter was going to be the following week (laughs) well my mom my mom agreed to take him and his buddy and but she couldn't do it till the following weekend i don't know what the reasoning was but long story short she ends up taking him on i think it was the 21st it was the night before easter or the day before easter um and I pleaded with her all week, telling her, like, she's like, that's oh, too scary. You know, you're going <laughs> to be scared. And I'm like, Mom, I'm nine at this time, by the way. I somehow convince her that to take me. And part four, in my opinion, is, again, I I will admit there are some rose-colored glasses, but I think it's by far the best of the series. It's got the best characters. Um, it's got the best actors. You've got... Crispin Glover you've got um, Corey Feldman playing uh, a young Tommy Jarvis that's where you're introduced to that character you've got Tom Savini returning to do all the effects he'd only done them in the first one it's just a great horror movie and from start to finish it's gory and there's a lot of nudity and I think my mom didn't know what what was worse I don't know <laughs> I'm pretty sure she cursed herself the entire time for taking me um and I'm sure she probably tried to hide my eyes and kind of thing but like you know I just I I loved it however <laughs> later that night i didn't love it so much um and while i wouldn't say that i believed in the easter bunny at that point i kept getting up and my mom was like you can't get up uh right now because the easter bunny's coming and whether you believe in him or not you still won't get candy if you're awake so i was all about candy back then still am um but yeah that that was one of my most visceral memories of going to see a movie in the theater um and again, I know my mom probably would have, if she'd have known what she was taking me to, I don't think she'd seen any of the other ones. so <laughs> She had no barometer wow. other than probably an R rating, but I had somehow convinced her to take me, and I think she regretted it from like frame one, because what's great about four is is it starts off with a recap of the first three, and it's like a greatest hits. And uh, from there, we just jump right into the story, and it's... um. It's it really is I think not only the best of that series but I think it's actually one of the best slasher movies ever made. Um, go revisit Friday Thirteenth Part Four. Uh, it's it's a masterpiece.
0: Yeah, you know, and I'm not saying five is good, but five is interesting. You know, they tried doing something different with it. Uh, The one I really remember growing up with, like for me, was six because that was like like Jason Lives and it's like what's that mean and that's where he went from like you know a real world terror to supernatural which I I get that that's once you cross that line you're not you're not putting that genie back in the bottle but that also opens up so much more ridiculousness. Six is
1: hilarious. It's, Go back Six and watch is Six. really funny. Yeah. It's
0: really, really funny. Like, funnier than it has any right to be, you know? Right. And And it's not just the Jason stuff. There's actually some legitimate comedy all throughout that. And it's still, it's it's just a fun, breezy movie, you know? There's some crazy murders in that, too. But, I yeah, Six is fun. Uh, I remember the trailer, the teaser trailer for uh, Ghost of Manhattan, and, and you hear um, New York, New York playing, and you see...
1: One of the best trailers ever. you
0: see his back, the camera, and I was, I don't even know how old I was, I was still pretty young, and I was like, no, that nope, 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 nope. And it's like, (laughs) like, you're just waiting for him to turn around. And that trailer terrified me as a kid. And I bet you it's the weakest thing now. But it scared the bejesus out of me when I first saw it. Right. Because I don't think I was ready for, like, regular accepted music with, like, a horror icon. You know, like, it was a good, like, good, um, not dichotomy, but, you know, like, shifting of perspective of, like, you know. and And even though you're right, he was in New York for, like, all five seconds in that movie. But... It, yeah that one screwed with me like that trailer and then like the initial trailer for dream warriors nightmare on Elf street three screwed with me as a kid you know and so maybe that's for me i was mentally scarring that's why i like this stuff but i feel like jason holds up because it until until they started complicating the backstory with like goes to hell and even even like their stuff where he was like undead it's like you know i don't know he's coming back but The the less complicated you make him and just basically say, you know, he was the victim of a crime and his mother thought the best way to was to punish everybody. And then he saw the world through her eyes. And it's like basically like, don't just don't go near where he's at. And if you are there, you know, just don't get on his radar. And that's a very that's not that's not your typical movie monster, you know, like because. He kind of – he doesn't have a morality, but he does have a sense of this like, all right, well, you're doing something that I don't approve of. Done, you know, and I don't know how like, – it's just – he's a force of nature with kind of a weird – his own outlook on life. And you don't really ever hear him talk. Like, he never speaks, to my knowledge. I don't think – does he speak? No. Okay, that's what I thought. Um, yeah, it just I – you mean him and, and, and Michael Myers, where they started screwing him up too, like those are just something about like um, no matter what you do – if they if they want to get to you, they're going to get to you, and uh, very much like one was a summer camp, one was your you know just a house down the street, and yeah. and that's as about as Americana as you can get, you know. And I don't know, I just we need a good we need a good Friday Thirteenth reboot. Yeah. That's that's all there's to it.
1: And you know, going back to what what I was saying earlier about it being fun, I think that's one of the things that I like the most about horror is that. Uh, you get all these sort of subgenres of horror, whether it's zombies, whether it's slashers, whether it's religious sl- slash, like, you know, exorcisms, or, you know, there's so much, you know, there's so much, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? I want to say width, but that's not the correct word. There's so much uh, diversity there as far as, like, subgenres of the genre itself. Um, where you get movies like Get Out, which you know some people say, well, it's more thriller than it is horror. Okay, fine, you can make that, you know, that dissection there. But like, you know, you can get something like Get Out, which is socially relevant and incredibly well done. And then you can also, in you know, the same breath, get something like, um, you know, and I'm going back thirty years, but Return of the Living Dead, <laughs> which is. Again, another movie that I would almost call a masterpiece. Every time I watch that movie, I like it a little bit more. Um, I just love that movie, and they're they're not even movies that are even completely similar, and they're separated by thirty years. But they're you would both find them in the horror section if this was if video stores were still a thing. And yeah. I, I think I love that's one of the things I like about horror so much.
0: Well, and I feel like when you say that um, Friday Thirteenth was fun. It, it is fun because it's just almost like you're the observer of like, Oh, what are they going to do next? And then there was a line cross somewhere. And I, I, we said six was really funny. I, the, the six clearly didn't take itself seriously. And then that kind of changed the course of Jason going forward. I uh, kind of like how the later like dream warriors on and the nightmare series also kind of moved Freddie in more of a cheering for the bad guy comedic type of thing. Um, you know, as opposed to being just straight up scary and I feel like if they did like a reboot Friday 13th now, it's like I'd almost, I don't know, I don't know if fun, I just how do you, how do you have fun now when there's so much like meta available and winking yeah. at the camera? And how do you like, cause I think it's something like Tucker and Dale versus Evil, which is, it's a slasher movie, but not in the way you think. Right. And it deconstructs all of that and it's a hoot. But you can't take them, and that movie's not meant to be taken seriously. But it it, it harps on everything that those movies were, and it, it's a, it's a love letter to that, you know. Yeah. And and it's good, but I just I'm also trying to think now, like when I think of movies that that make me squirm and are uncomfortable, like that type of stuff, I think more of like um oh what was it. Uh, there was a film called um, Backcountry. It was, it it, it's it's not the greatest film, but it had uh, Dexter's sister in it, and um, I forget who else, but it was about this couple that went camping, and they decided to go trudging off into an area that the boyfriend thought he knew where he was going. It turns out they didn't, and there was uh, bear sightings in the area. So when the bear shows up, it gets brutal. But it's not a horror film, but it's a bear that's attacked them in a tent, and then because... She's running away. This thing's just stalking her through the woods, and that to me, it doesn't. It's not. It's not Jason. Obviously, it's not Jason Bear. That'd be a movie to see, right? Jason Bear. Um, This time he's a bear. Yeah, (laughs) he's coming for your honey. Uh, No, um. So, (laughs) and your woman. Uh, No, uh, so, something about like that is visceral in the whole. Like, I don't know if I can get away. That feels right to me still, but I don't know. I almost feel like the slasher film. I just are there good serious ones made now? Like I, I like, mean, it's a whole other topic for another podcast. I feel like sarcasm has, uh, sarcasm and winking and knowing too much is, is in, invaded that movie style so much now that it's hard to get invested. Cause if something's super serious, then it might, it may not be interested at all. But if it has like, if it, it almost wants to be too jokey, then, then you don't care,
1: you know? And I think, um, I think that uh, when it comes to the slasher genre, I think we have seen some some really cool stuff. I know that your temperature was a little different when it came to um, Hush, but I I thought Hush oh, was yeah, a revelation. That, I loved that's, Hush. that's a
0: good call. Yeah, that good concept. I just there was some execution problems I had with it, but a good setup. Like yeah. that's a good, that's a good slasher setup. You're right. I I did forget about Hush.
1: Hush was really good. Um, trying to think of one that i've seen recently um right now i'm just sort of in a phase where i'm going through and watching a lot of um both exorcist type movies and um zombie movies uh which is, I just watched The Exorcist uh, 2, The Heretic. Yeah. Um, literally the most boring horror movie I think I've ever seen. Um, I, I know that <laughs> yes. I think your friend Kevin, who you do Strange Highways with, I think you might have mentioned that he's a fan of that film. And no, I would...
0: he, he keeps saying that I think 3 and 1 keep changing places for him.
1: Okay. Because so. th- those two are both phenomenal. Don't get yeah. me wrong. But uh, 2 is it's it's a ugh, it was such a slog getting through um so i'm I'm having trouble thinking now of outside of hush another slasher movie you know i would like to see another leslie vernon movie because i think that they did such a wonderful but even that's kind of winking because it's there's tons of homages in that movie the
0: first half of that movie is pretty funny yeah you know um and his explanations for how he does things it's like that makes sense but it's also really funny but then when you realize he's just setting everybody up is also funny but then it stops being funny very immediately, you know. Yeah.
1: Um yeah. Uh you know, I uh and I mean this is from 7 or 8 years ago now, but like uh when it comes to the Scream series, I really liked 4. I thought 4 had a very interesting point of view and it sort of Yeah. took another shot at uh, the way horror was cha- or not horror, technology was changing. Um because I, I i still love the first one and i know it's it's the easy bait where people are like oh you like horror you like scream ooh, and everybody likes scream okay well fine everybody likes scream but you know everybody likes star wars too that doesn't make them up you know that's true yeah. but you know just because it's candy and it's delicious doesn't mean that you should you know <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i, I was going mike and ike's are of, so yesterday yeah you know so, you know, I, I think the first scream is fantastic. I like to accept I think the ending's problematic. 3 is awful, but 4 <laughs> I thought I thought 4 was really well done and yeah. I thought it was an interesting take on new technology and I liked the idea of celebrity playing such a huge part of it because of the way our culture our culture is actually even worse now when it comes to celebrities. So, um and you know, I don't want to be a bummer, you know, but you mentioned Robert England um his uh, birthday today, and I, I just got ta- got done talking with Scream, and you know, one of the major architects of horror for the last like forty years has been Wes Craven, and it's it's sort of like I don't think we've seen somebody rise up yet who really f- can take on that that mantle. I mean, I know James Wan with like uh, the Conjuring movies, and I think Insidious. Yeah, um, you know. He, but he's 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 also getting opportunities to to branch out because he's. I think he's doing Aquaman next.
0: He is. And he just directed the last uh, Fast and Furious movie too. I think. That yeah. Fate of the
1: Furious. So like he's getting to branch out. So and that's something that Wes Craven didn't really get. Unfortunately, like he got to make a few movies. Like there's the Music of the Heart film, and I realize I'm going way and past Vampire Friday in 13th. Brooklyn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, no, I just I mean we. I think what you're just saying is like I. Friday 13th is still popular. Clearly, the game is doing well. People are excited for it. I want to see more... It, granted, this will probably take time, but I want to see more like content in the sense of, like, there's the three campgrounds that we have in the game so far, but I'm thinking they could probably push that further. I would love to see a Jason X map, but I don't know if they could buy the rights to that. I would love to have a space camp like that. Like, that'd be hilarious uh, to have Uber Jason running around and just, you know, annihilating people.
1: Or even if he pops up in New York. I realize that New York is a huge place, so you'd have to confine it, but, like... You know, just randomly somehow you're in New York all of a sudden you're like, whoa, wait, you know, we're not on the campground or
0: Or even have a scenario where people are trying to survive on that boat going to New York. Like right. just you know, you're stuck with them. Can you survive can you wait it out? You know, like yeah. that would be I'm sure there's a lot of things they're working on, right? Um and if you want to fall down a big rabbit hole further than the one we've been going down, you should look on Wikipedia about all the all the failed Friday thirteen projects that they tried getting started that didn't just come together. Like after New York, there was a script written for where he was supposed to go out to like Oakland, California and actually getting somehow tied up in like a gang war. And it was like, bizarre like because it's oh gonna have God. it's gonna have like the gangs join up to fight jason
1: i kind of want to see that movie and there's a part it, of it that's also glad it didn't get made so kinda, yeah
0: i mean it's just there's a lot of like weird things that they were kind of going towards that they didn't do which is which is probably for the best but um yeah if you if you guys like gaming it's 40 bucks on uh, xbox live and uh, playstation 4 right now and I, I think it's 40 bucks on steam um just you know you've probably spent 40 dollars on worse things the game isn't perfect but if you love, if you love slasher films, if you love Friday the 13th, if you want to know both sides of being ultra powerful and unstoppable, it's a blast. If you want to know the abject frustration of running into a cabin, opening all the drawers and not finding anything that you need, and then realizing that, like, you know, I've been outside a long time without, without anything going on, you know, and it's like, why is it suddenly really quiet? You know, like that panic feel it, it's, it's, it's real and tangible. And I have not been that uncomfortable playing a game, not not because of the gameplay issues, just in the sense of like, all right, I got I got to figure out what I'm going to do because if not, he's just going to find me. I've not had that experience before in a video game, you know. So I think it's worth it. Um, it yeah, like I said, it's forty bucks. You could do worse.
1: Yeah, the I mean, the only other thing that I'll throw in that's tangentially Friday Thirteenth related is you mentioned uh, Sean Cunningham who created, uh, the Friday Thirteenth, uh, the first film, um. Well, a if you are still going down that rabbit hole, look up his relationship with Wes Craven. When you realize that, like, before Friday Thirteenth, before Nightmare on Elm Street, he and Wes Craven worked together on Last House on Left and a couple other things. It's Mm -hmm. like it's mind blowing Um, because it's like the two biggest horror icons of the '80s. You know, you know the two guys who created them. Work together on different projects, and it's sort of this weird thing where you're like, God, then why did it take so long? <laughs> Freddy versus Jason, but
0: that's almost um, like a Spielberg Lucas thing. Yeah. You know? yeah.
1: Um, but he, Sean Cunningham actually, he's got a um, he's got a documentary coming out called the I believe it's the Girl with the Purple Hair, and it's a very interesting uh, subject matter. Go on YouTube, check out the trailer. Um, it's about hospice care. Um, and it's, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, the guy who's, you know, behind one of the biggest horror uh, franchises ever produces a documentary about, um, hospice care, um, and sort of gives you an insider view of like what that process really is and how it's about transitioning and not ending, um, and I know that's kind of a bummer to like end the <laughs> podcast on. But All right, guys, I just, good night. I, I saw the trailer and I was like, I think people should really know more about this because I, I plan on running the movie this week. So It's
0: like um, Sean Cunningham has found another killer. Yeah. Spending, you know. <laughs> that's, that's bad. That's a bad joke. Anyway, um, yeah, let's just, enough talk about Friday the 13th. Let's go to our game that involves Friday the 13th. It's time to play the game. Time to play the game! So it's been pretty much clearly established. Um, Steve knows his Friday the 13th, so this is probably going to be a really easy game for him. Or where I fall on my keys. I don't think you're going to fall on your keys. Uh, So uh, there's like over 180 confirmed kills by Jason in all the Friday the 13th movies, right? So... I pulled twenty five out, and I'm just going to ask you. I'm going to give you the, the kill, and you're going to tell me which movie it's from. Oh man, and, well, now I'm and, nervous. Well, and I tried getting like there's there's stuff in there. It was like stomp a machete to the stomach, like that. No, no, there there's I tried finding ones in here that were very like descriptive, All right. and, and so that should help you, right? So, uh, and, and if you get it wrong, you get it wrong. I mean, it's just it's just it's Friday thirteenth. I mean, you're gonna be like, I'm pretty sure that happened in seven of the films, right? So, uh, knitting needle in the back of the head. Oh, God.
1: Knitting needle in the back of the head. I'm, I'm falling on my keys first question. That feels like three. You're right. It's
0: three. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. Look at that. Knocked her right out of the park. A road flare in the mouth. I'm pretty sure that's five. That is five. I wrote road flare in the mount. Like, as <laughs> in, like, we're just going to stick this flare in this horse. That didn't, that didn't so well. uh, party horn in the eye. Like one of those little like blow like bloop, horns, you know, like uh, like a New Year's Eve, you know, horn. Is that in eight? It's seven. Seven. Yeah, you're oh. close. though. Look at that. Um, <laughs> uh, impaled ten times through the back with a machete, and then folded in half in a bed. Oh,
1: that's Freddy versus Jason. That's my favorite kill. <laughs> I, I love that kill.
0: Yeah. Um. All right. Impaled through the neck with an arrow through the bed.
1: Oh, that's that's Kevin Bacon in the original.
0: There you go. See, look at this. You're you're doing really well. Uh, trapped in a sleeping bag, hung upside down from a tree over a campfire, and burned alive.
1: Uh, and that's from the remake, isn't it? Yes.
0: And we didn't even talk about that real quick. I just want to say that's not the greatest movie, but it's pretty damn good. Like I, there was a lot of it that was working for me in that. Uh,
1: you know, as much as I was like, oh, it's an easy formula. Uh, you know, Paramount make the movie. I walked out of that movie so angry. So oh. I was you walking out of Friday versus Jason. I think
0: I I re-rented it. You know, like I was working at Blockbuster. And I was like, we got it. Like the advance, like the week ahead. I'm like, I didn't spend money on this, and I was exp- my bar was set so low for it that like it actually was above what I was expecting. So I think I dug it. You know, like I didn't like how they tried truncating the first three films into one movie, though. Yeah, it's like. You don't have to introduce the hockey mask that fast, but whatever. It I,
1: felt like a greatest hits album, and and the way it got the a cover tune, album actually yeah. is a better way to put it. Yeah,
0: yeah it was it was I, it was okay, um, and also I also liked that they kind of made him more of a survivalist, so that kind of explained his you know his traps and running around the camp. Like there was some good ideas in. They there. gave him an underground lair. That was weird, but I, had, I don't know. I didn't mind. I didn't mind the more. Like physically able Jason, because it kind of showed it, they kind of laid the groundwork for why he'd be like that. And I thought that was okay. But yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> hacked apart by an Uber machete. Uber machete. I don't know what an Uber machete is. It's being swung by Uber Jason.
1: Oh, then it's Jason X. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. Sliced in half with a machete while possessed by by Freddy. Oh,
1: that's Freddy versus Jason.
0: <laughs> See, I knew you know these. um <laughs> All right, this one's kind of a trick. Annihilated by a SWAT team.
1: That's that's the opening of uh, Jason Goes to Hell. Yeah, that's the,
0: that's the only one I have in here, which Jason dies. But I thought I wanted to include that because he gets obliterated. And yeah, that. when the SWAT team shows up and all that's left is his heart. That's you know, Yeah, That's what you
1: think. Like it will be the first ten minutes, you're like,
0: this is gonna be great, and yeah, then no. it's not great. uh uh, garroted by barbed wire. Ooh, ooh, um, trying to think of uh, barbed wire, barbed wire, but I'll even give you who it was. It was the crazy guy on the bike. Oh, that's five. Um, well, oh, no, 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 the one that was like the town, the town yokel guy that was telling him the place is cursed.
1: Oh, crazy Ralph, yeah. And then some in two. Then there you go, it's two. Does he get
0: it with barbed wire?
1: Yeah. Just choked to death by a barbed wire. Uh, Crazy Ralph is my like favorite character in all those movies. They yeah. need to
0: get him into the game, too, somewhere. Yeah. you know.
1: Even though I just talked about how much I love 4, my favorite thing about the first two is Crazy Ralph.
0: So the thing about the game, every time they introduce the, the, the game starts, it shows all the counselors around a fire, and then one starts walking towards the fire, Jason kills them. You never see their face. But then they always show the face of the preppy guy. No matter which campground it is, it's always the face of the preppy guy. <laughs> and it's kind of funny, but also really annoying. So I'm hoping that they change that up a little bit. But I love it. It's always that dumb, dead look on that guy's face of like, "We got to get out of here." Yeah. All right. Um, uh, speared in the groin.
1: Oh, speared in the groin. I, I want to say that's that's eight on the boat. Uh
0: no, it's in four. It's in four. Yeah. Spirit in the groin. Your your mom might have covered your eyes while you're watching it the.
1: Theater. Oh no no no. Okay. No, I know which part you're talking about now.
0: Yeah. The next two are kind of tricks, but I but the way they're listed made me laugh. God, like, all the more. ones to
1: miss. I'm just talking about how much I love that movie, and then the one I fall on my keys on is that yeah. one.
0: <laughs> These two are oddly specific, so if you don't get it, I, I understand, but they're, they're funny to me. Hacked ten times with a machete. Hacked ten times with <laughs> a
1: machete. Uh, I guess I never count how many times he swings. Right. Um, I'm gonna say six just for okay. variety.
0: It was three, right? And the next one is hacked sixteen times with a machete. <laughs> <laughs> the remake? It was four. Oh, yeah. Damn so it. I liked how they upped the number of times someone got hacked with a machete. Um, body bent in half. Oh, that's uh, six. Yes, that's my favorite. One of my favorite kills in that is, is that sheriff just gets just, like, the noise it makes. Is, is, and the fact that, I, mean, I know Jason doesn't have a face, but the way that Kane Hodder has his head turned, almost like a dog, like, curious about what he's doing, slowly just bends that cop backwards. Yeah. It's so It's so wrong. Um, Garden shears in the eyes.
1: Garden shears in the eyes. For some reason, I'm thinking of hot fuzz now. Jeez. Um That's five because uh, yeah. uh, oddly enough, I think that actress's last name is actually Voorhees.
0: So. Oh, they're going to say Garden Shoes? Um, <laughs> stabbed in the head through uh, the dock with a machete. So, uh,
1: yeah. Oh, to th- th- the dock with a machete stabbed.
0: So Jason was walking the dock and brought the machete down through the dock and stabbed somebody in the head.
1: It's. Uh... I, now I want to say four, but I feel like it's in in three. It's the reboot,
0: and, oh. and that's my favorite kill in that movie because that girl, she's freaking out. She's under the dock and she's trying to stay quiet. And then just out of nowhere, that machete goes poop, and just like, and the fact that he goes to pull it and he pulls her body with her for like a second, and then it slides off the machete. That was I did a slow clap when I, when I was watching it for the first time because I did not expect the scene to end that way. It was awesome. Like I loved that kill. Nice. Yeah. Um, let's see what else we got. Um thrown into a fuse box and electrocuted.
1: Oh man. <laughs> now all I'm thinking of is that happens in Halloween six, I think. You're uh, right. I don't know about that one. <laughs> um thrown into an electrical box and electrocuted god i should just answer four every time i don't know because i'm afraid that i'll miss the one that i really like it's it's three it's three okay uh hand through
0: chest heart
1: ripped out uh that's the opening of six yes apparently six is my favorite because i've not missed one on on six for some reason
0: you'll get the next one decapitated by punch
1: oh that's that's eight
0: yeah um Hand impaled to the counter with a corkscrew. Oh,
1: that's Crispin Glover and four. <laughs> that's the, that's my favorite kill in that one. Face
0: with a cleaver and hands pinned to the edge of the door with spikes. He did not go out well. His his line Ted
1: Ted, where's the screwdriver or the, the corkscrew?
0: Cork <laughs> um all right. Punched over a catwalk and, and impaled on a large drill. And then it slowly his body spins around the drill as he's going down the Is drill that bit. Jason Jason X? It's Jason X, yeah. Um, all right. Bashed against a tree in a sleeping bag. That's seven. Yeah. Also revisited an X on the holodeck. <laughs> oh yeah. My that that's that, that broke the movie and like like you all this all this belief. Like you're just like, oh these guys are trying to get off the spaceship. They and they activated this holodeck where it shows Crystal Lake and then Space Jason goes over and sees the two girls like making out and they get in the sleeping bag. And then I love there's a beat. And they cut back to him just beating the the sleeping bag against a tree. Right. And it's such, like, it has no right being as funny as it is, but it's so good. It's so good. Well,
1: you know, the, the, the original in uh, 7 uh, was supposed to be multiple hits, and the MPA was like, oh, you can't do it. And then they cut it down to just the one, and that's somehow even worse.
0: It like, is, because it's like there's no struggle. You yeah. we just done. Yeah. Um All right, so I had this one last. I'll just do it because you've already said it earlier. Face frozen in liquid nitrogen (laughs) smashed on the counter. That would also be Jason Yeah. Yeah, yeah, all right. Um, Hot sauna rock driven into the chest. Uh, That's an eight. Yep. Head crushed against tree with leather strap around the eyes. That's five. There you go. So there's your Jason kills. You did you did a pretty good job. You know your kills.
1: Yeah, except I almost missed I missed like I think you had three on uh number four that I was just glowing about and then I missed I think two of them.
0: You were just in awe of like all the characters and everything. So I
1: will say that like once you get past four, the kills do start becoming more I don't want to say memorable, but they're so distinct that like it's, it's more than just a machete or a corkscrew or, you know, it's everything from road flares in the mouth to, you know, the sleeping bag kill to.
0: Yeah, because like I said, a lot of it was just like uh, murdered by machete. It's like, well, that's yeah. not that's not easy to figure out which one's which. But on the list I found, it gave a list of everything that was that was killed in each movie. And in the beginning of one of them, um, a rabbit is killed by a snake in the beginning of the movie. I don't remember this, but it's listed in the list of kills in this up ep- in the in the film. And then there's one where like a cop smashes a bug. They also listed amongst all the kills. It's like <laughs> like I'm like, I'm good. I don't even know all that, but I thought that was funny.
1: I don't know if you asked me which movie starts with a cop killing a bug, I'd be like, I, I had no idea. Don't know. Yeah.
0: So that that's your list of Jason kills. That was fun. Um, but all right, so we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up because uh, we've been talking about Jason a long time and he's he's gonna hear us and come come after us. Uh, just to let you guys know, you can find us on Facebook. It's Invasion of the Podcast. Uh, we do post some fun stuff there, and you guys can interact with us there. We have a web page. It's Invasionofthepodcast.com. Uh, it, it has a blog. Sometimes things show up there. Uh, right now is my I, my hotly contested review of Alien Covenant. Um, just go read it. If, if, well, if you've seen the movie. If you've not seen the movie, don't read my review because – I have a problem of only being able to spoil things as I want to talk about them so
1: I see I didn't I read it and I didn't think you spoiled much I, mean, <laughs> I thought I spoiled everything but and I haven't seen the movie by the way so
0: <laughs> yeah well I think I, I mean I yeah anyway I, I have my opinion so go check it out there um, we do have a patreon it's patreon.com slash invasion the podcast if you like what you're hearing like to support us that would be wonderful as low as $1 a month up to a million dollars or however much you want to give uh, a $5 to Donation. Uh, we'll let you pick a wheel of death that will that we will. You, know, you can pick whatever six films. We'll roll the wheel. Whoever it lands on, we'll watch. Uh, please be kind. Steve is really really good at finding some really terrible movies for us to watch. Because when we do it, when Joe and I leave it to our own devices, like we just can't seem to find the same things that you find. Like you found some real winners for <laughs> yeah. us to watch. Um, yeah, uh, very punishing. So yeah, that's Patreon.com/slash invasion of the podcast. Um, yeah, is, and, and is there anything else right now? Like, I know you're retooling um, the science slasher.
1: Yeah, um, hopefully in the next month we'll be back. Um, we've been on a bit of a break Um basically there were some things that just happened in my personal life that barred me from being able to keep up with the, the grind we're going to be coming back to the new format we're like we're going to be a quarterly now instead of doing a page every week we're going to do probably like eight to ten pages every three months um so that the workflow for ryan and myself are easier um and uh we're also going to be hopefully doing a little redesign with the site as well, so uh, head over to uh, the Saturday Slasher com uh, or find us on Facebook under the Saturday Night Slasher, and you can see uh, I haven't posted anything recently. I think the last post that I actually put up was around the time that Bill Paxton passed away, and I was just talking about how much I love frailty. Um, so... Uh, check it out. We should have some announcements coming soon about when we're going to be coming back and new material going up. And we're actually going to be trying to, in the next year, start attending more conventions and stuff like that and getting the word out. So
0: check it out. Perfect. All right. So yeah, that's going to do it for us this week. Um, and just be safe, I guess, if you're going to go camping. You know, um, don't, don't take me with you because I'm a terrible shot with a flare gun. Um, I don't know how to put gas in the car. And I'm bad at putting a battery in a car too because I keep shocking myself. So I will I will have Jason summon to you instantly if i'm near you so don't invite me camping so if you go just don't take me i guess that's really ultimately the whole thing so and
1: if you're going camping and jason's not showing up please don't take me
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right we'll see you guys uh next week